0: I'm far too manly for this. I I could not possibly. (laughs) And welcome back to the Refactor Podcast, the show where we try and help ourselves and you suck just a little bit less each and every day. What's wrong? Wait, wait, wait. One oh six. Yeah, 106. We did 105, and this is 106, and I'm not restarting it. This is 106. No. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, we've got a 105 that, we ha- that I have not pushed out to you yet. I was working on it this week. We're too behind? Yeah, in terms of what's being published. Yeah, we're, we're terrible at, at getting our crap out the door, man. No, this is 105. Nope. This is 106. I can play 105 for you. It's it's sitting here ah, in my
1: Damn it. All right. All right. We got to let's let's restart
0: there. I'm sorry. Really? No, I don't want to restart. This is great. This is good radio.
1: Yeah, it's good to- radio because it it's good radio because it makes me look like an ass and that's you look I, awesome yeah, by comparison. That's
0: what I just said. It's you great. You want to keep it. <laughs> uh, and welcome to 106. I'm- three-factor podcast Rec- <laughs> uh, recorded. That's that's just for you. Recorded live, recording live from the basement of the Ivory Tower. My name is Frank Cole.
1: Uh, uh, from the brink of sanity and obviously
0: smoked out of
1: my mind. I'm Chris Tonkinson, <laughs> and this is episode as we have now discussed quite thoroughly. One oh six. Ignore the big intro banner that said
0: one oh five because apparently that's wrong. <laughs> well, I see that you already corrected it on the video, so that's good. good on, on you fly. That was, that was some good, fly. yeah, that was some good dynamic we'll, uh, fix up there. That's great. We'll do it live. <laughs> do it live. Screw it. We'll do it live. <laughs> I think the,
1: I think the wildfire smoke has gotten to it's my brain. Clearly, what? Yes, I mean that is clearly what's happened.
0: Recorded live on June 9th twenty twenty three. So yes, we're actually, uh, you, you owe, well, I mean, we collectively owe the audience two episodes. Uh, I owe you a finished version of one Oh five, which I got about 90% of the way through this week. Uh, yeah, and- we,
1: uh, yeah, we're, we're two behind. I thought we were one behind turns mm-hmm. out we're two yeah. and we don't even have a folder for one Oh five, which is why I thought and that's you're, where we and were. And you're
0: just a, you're, so-
1: you're. Just plodding along. Yep. It's, uh, the music's bad uh, and you should
0: feel bad. (laughs)
1: Don't worry. I'll fix all this in post to make it sound like your fault. I'm
0: sure. I'm sure you'll try. (laughs) You may have the video, but I have the audio so (laughs) we can hold each other hostage. It's like, you know, nuclear, nuclear standoff, nuclear.
1: If you want to talk nuclear, though, I have two thirds of the triad. I have the, the written notes and the video.
0: All Uh, you've got is the audio. That's true. But, But I mean, what really carries in a courtroom is the audio that's always yeah it's always been the case (laughs) i still i'm still like i hope that i hope that everybody at this point
1: if there's somebody out there that just thinks all of this is ai generated i'd be i'd be just a pig in mud i really think i was thinking about that we did talk last week um and i said like uh it's it's got me all giddy because I think people might start to distrust what they see online a little bit more, like we used to back in the olden days where we had onions on our belts. I'm just I've been thinking about that nonstop. I'm looking for I'm giddy. I am looking forward to the internet just becoming a complete sideshow because it has lost all credibility. I chefs going to say gonna
0: <laughs> so <clears throat> becoming a sideshow that's lost credibility. I I, th- I feel like that has sort of always you overestimate.
1: Been you you highly overestimate the uh, discretion and skepticism of the normies.
0: Hmm. OK, all right. If
1: go, go see- to if you still have a Facebook account, go look at what your uncle's been posting lately. I mean, you, I think you God. wildly overestimate humanity.
0: I have a Facebook account so I can chat with my wife. That is it. I do not post anything on Facebook. That is just not a thing that I that I do. This show is the most social that you will ever find me. And that's saying a lot cuz I generally don't like people. <laughs> but, Amen for, to that. but for but for this audience, I'll make an exception. I had I was, I
1: was taking an interview the other day and the guy the guy said it's like, "Yeah, I really don't like people." And then immediately I saw on his face trying to walk it back. <gasps> I let him stew in it for I let him stew in it for a minute because it was so much fun, but then I was like, "No, dude, I like I know what you're saying. I got you." Like <laughs> No need to feel like we're we're of the same we're cut from the same cloth. You don't have to, you know. Uh, I thought it was very funny though to watch his brain catch up to his mouth and and realize.
0: <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> All right. Well. Uh, so I had. Uh, things in the news. I thought this one was, was interesting and a little bit of a CI told you so, or actually a C we told you so. So you and I have always been, uh, very, uh, very down on cloud connected things, IOT, Mm. internet of things type of. Yes. IOT where the S stands for security. The S stands for security. Right. Okay. And, And, and why, why are we always down on IOT? I mean, yes, the security, but like, what is the implication? What is the thing that happens because of you know the the lack of security? and surveillance things? capitalism, right? In- I mean, exactly. isn't that the ultimate? Like these these companies, they have access, Uncle to this Jeff, stuff, and they can see all your crap, and they and sometimes. So what 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 nine hundred millionth
1: example have you brought to the council today?
0: So, the uh, Federal Trade Commission has uh, charged. Uh, two Amazon outfits with uh, various privacy snafus, the, uh, the Ring home device and Alexa have both been smacked with, uh, it looks like 30.8 million, which to me sounds really cheap for what actually is detailed in this article uh, of things that th- these companies were allowing to do. Uh, mm-hmm. So the from the Register article reads: the e-tail giant's Ring home security cam subsidiary was accused of quote compromising its customers' privacy by allowing any employee or contractor to access consumers' private videos and by failing to implement basic privacy and security protections, enabling hackers to take control of consumers' accounts, cameras, and videos. So, I I. You got something, or is it- I? No,
1: I do. I. It's it's not where you want to go with this. I don't want to. I don't want to derail you if you're going to go. Okay, well hold
0: it. Wait, I mean, I, you know, I love a good sidebar. Just hold it. Let's let's get through just the meat of the. Uh, it of is the Friday. It is Friday. Let's let's get through the meat of the article, and then we can go. Uh, we can go have a highball here. Um, so apparently, uh, not only could every Ring employee and Ukraine-based third-party contractor, which I was like. OK, that's, you know, oddly hashtag, oddly specific. But apparently they have a big uh, Ukrainian contractor base. Uh, not only could if every, they're not,
1: if they're not blue-blooded, corn-fed American citizens, then they're going to try to call out the nation because of Geopi. I mean, well, that, this you
0: is I, I, this is the register, which is UK based. So um, that might also be why. Anyway, uh, not only could every employee and contractor access every cons- sure. every customer's video all of which were stored unencrypted on rings network but they could also readily download any customers videos and then view share or disclose them at will <laughs> so it's yeah, just yeah cuz they're all sitting in an s3 it's bucket it's just they're sitting in it, they're literally sitting in the either in an actual s3 bucket or the equivalent of an s3 bucket and the entire or the h company drive just exactly <laughs> there's basically imagine your your corporate network you've got that you've got that that corporate drive the h drive and it's got all the corporate folders in it Okay, there's a folder there that's just customer videos, and you can just go and watch them like whenever you wanted. (laughs) Uh, They, let's see here, the document goes on to describe how a customer service agent might need to access the video data of a particular customer to troubleshoot a problem. That same customer service agent had unfettered access to videos belonging to thousands of customers who had never contacted customer service in the first place. And see, I think that that's important here because nobody's saying that the right employees shouldn't have access when they need it to do stuff on behalf of the customer. That's not the problem. The problem is there's no regulation or strictures to prevent all the other instances of employees accessing it when they don't have a reason to to have uh, to have access to it. So you know that that's the really gross part. This article goes on. It's it's. Pr- it's fairly lengthy but uh you know the the <laughs> the uh the FTC complaint which is available via download and we can actually directly link the the complaint in there um it, there's there's some pretty gross stuff that the complaint alleges about some some nasty ta- nasty incidents of a of a sexual nature as you no doubt could surmise uh but the article does allude to it a little bit talking about um uh, employees accessing cameras that were in, um, women's bedrooms. Uh, there, there's a story of a, of a, of an employee who, who apparently was just repeatedly just looking for, uh, yeah, here we go. Uh, one complaint details an employee who, according to VSTC viewed thousands of video recordings belonging to at least 81 unique female users and focused his purient. That's a great word searches on cameras with names indicating that they surveilled an intimate space, such as master bedroom, master bathroom, or spy cam. This, the employee spent more than an hour a day on this stuff, undetected by Ring for months. And then when a female coworker reported this activity, the supervisor discounted the report, telling the female employee that it's normal for an engineer to view so many accounts. But only after noticing that he was only viewing videos of pretty girls did it get escalated. Like, like this is, it is know, I, all the crap that you worry about. But then you think, no, they wouldn't just let someone do that. Yes, they would. Yes, they would. Insane. Absolute garbage. <laughs>
1: I'm going to have two very unpopular takes here. The first of which is at the beginning of the article, uh, the author used the phrase, if you're reading direct quote here, allowed attackers. I have a problem with this structure. Yeah, I don't care how dysfunctional your business is or uh, how... I, 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 it doesn't really matter. N- nobody's out there running a legitimate operation doing things that allow... You don't allow attack... like that. I I really struggle if there's if there is some definable material breach of industry standard external uh, governance, then, okay maybe. But the the verb allow there bothers me because and it's just it comes from this place that everybody going to get popped. Right. Like like 30 years ago, information security, not even that long ago, information security was build a taller, thicker wall. And then we came to realize that it doesn't matter how big and tall of a wall you build, you're going to get breached. So you need to put more time and money and focus on detection and mitigation, not just that preventative uh, perimeter. And so there's like, it just triggered like the victim blaming kind of radar i don't know if that i don't know mm. if you am
0: i i don't know I, I mean maybe you might be reading into a little bit i the, the article is clearly no friend to to amazon on these um uh, on these uh, uh accusations that the ftc has has uh has put out there um and let's see so the ring stuff will cost them 5.8 million and then there is uh, some other stuff which I didn't go into, dealing with Alexa doing mm-hmm. recordings with children, and that is like twenty five million, which actually surprises me. You know, based on the content here, I would expect it's because it's the children, of course. But you know, I I actually expected the Ring stuff to be worse, mm-hmm. given that it's video. Anyway, so so no, I I I think you're. I mean, maybe it's maybe it's splitting hairs. I I, I don't disagree with it with what you're saying. You know, the the everybody security doesn't buy you guarantees it buys you time and all that kind of stuff and 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 these people didn't put any time into any of their security and so you know the notion that it would be easily accessible you know also here's the other thing that I don't like about this there's there's no uh let's see here I didn't see anything that actually mentioned actual hacks uh, you know the, the notion that there is an uh, uh, to the company there's a third party outside the company breaching and then gaining un, unfettered access. Everything in this in this complaint reads as internal people. These are these are employees doing things that they shouldn't. That to me is not hacking. That insider threat. Yeah, I mean it's an insider threat, but I would not consider that in the in the colloquial sense of being quote hacking. These are people who there were rules that said you don't touch this now we're not going to put up any walls or put any locks or anything to prevent you from touching it but you don't touch it and then they touched it anyway that that yeah insider threat i think is the is, is probably a better way to put it but then i mean there's a huge onus on the company to actually put restrictions on this stuff i mean you're dealing with sensitive information you you have a, a responsibility to your to your uh customers to to adequately protect this stuff but like you said no one freaking does no one does. So super gross. Don't use IoT devices; they suck. they can we? I'm. Dangerous. I'm trying to look
1: up. I'm trying to look up how. Uh, okay, do you, do you know how much these things cost? Uh, what ring? They're probably fifty, hundred bucks, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Right? You can buy them at Home so, Depot now. Same I found with data Alexa. To suggest I found data to suggest they sold over a million of them in 2020. Right? Okay, so. If it, if it costs 50 bucks and they sold a million, you can, you can understand what their, what their top line is. You're saying this, how much of these fines come in? 10, 20 million, something like that. 30, how much 30
0: million total. But for, for just the ring stuff, it was less than 10. It was six, 5.8 mil. It wasn't much. 5.8
1: mil. Yeah. Okay. So napkin math, that's maybe 10% of their annual revenue. Right. And they've been at this for years. So they've got the cash in hand. That's not going to put them out of They'll business. Just eat the cost. The system, as the
0: cost of doing business. The,
1: the system worked as intended. Right. And I, 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 I think everybody in our industry struggles with this at some point or another. Some of us, like every job we hit, we struggle with this. That is, this system does worked as intended, right? This was a, this was a startup firm that got a bunch of VC money, right? Uh, the, the, the only directive was growth grow the top line grow the top line we don't care what the cost is we don't care how much money we burn we don't care about security and governance and policy and procedure and doing things right and not offending anybody move fast and break things grow the tam and capture the market share that's all we care about and that would have been the message consistently for years from the board of directors as now we wind up in a situation where they're going to get slapped with a couple of fines that are not nearly enough to put yeah it'll sting maybe somebody doesn't get their bonus this year but th- it's not going to put them out of business no, no, right it's not. so the overall if you look at what it would have cost them right? you can probably do the math There are probably examples of this you can look at a company that is growing or i'm i'm getting closer and closer to being one of those extremists that just doesn't like private equity that just doesn't like vc money mm. because it bastardizes incentives during a critical phase of growth for a company and companies that do not grow in a sustainable way trip over themselves they hurt their users and they do other stuff like this that always ends badly for the consumer and winds up with the company out over its skis in some area, whether it's financial or otherwise um like that the system worked as intended, as far right. as I'm concerned. They they made a business calculation to move fast and break things. They broke some stuff. They're paying the damages, but it was well worth them terracing through the house for years. Okay, so somebody elbowed a lamp off. We got to buy that back. We had a good time. I, I don't <laughs> like. I, I don't see. And there is there is no facet of this story except for that. Allow attackers. That seems out of place. You're right to point out that they don't actually go to call out any external breaches. Uh, they have certainly been happy to provide police departments with as much data as they want. <laughs> yeah. They they certainly don't have any control. So one of the controls they would have had in place, let's suppose that they were growing organically um, and that they actually cared about user privacy. One of the things they would have done is said, OK, well, we have users that either email or call us. We know what their email address and phone number are. So when they call us, the agent that takes the call or receives the email or gets the chat from the user is then granted permission to view that user's account and the information and videos associated with that user's account until the call is over the encounter is closed 24 hours whatever the you know whatever the rules are the idea would be that even if there was no expiry on that only a fraction of people call in and only a fraction of uh, and and their agents only deal with a fraction of the people that call in so that would have been a vastly more uh amenable posture from a from a data privacy and governance standpoint right but they didn't care they didn't have to care because that wasn't their goal So this whole thing, like, it's just like, I I know you're not, but there are people in the world that are surprised at this article. And I don't, I don't understand those people. I don't know how they think.
0: Well, that's, I mean, you, you you be careful because I think you're stepping into curse of knowledge territory. Not everyone has the same level of understanding and and cognition of the moving pieces in this world that you do, you know, and it's easy having all that information. It's easy for you to look at this and go, yeah, of course this is obvious, you know, like the rocket scientist. Yes, of course, that rocket blew up. Here's why. But it's completely No, I mean people too. in our industry that oh, are going oh, to be okay. pearl clutching
1: and hand wringing because, oh, how could this happen? If, really, I, though? I, you're don't, just I don't think outright so. Lies, yes, outright lies. Outright lies. That's just dishonesty.
0: I don't, I don't know how much pearl clutching there's going to be in this industry. Most engineers that I, that I deal with have a pretty eyes wide open, you know, cynical take on, on this stuff. If I shared this around my office today- i'd get a lot of people i could go i could actually go full monty into my threat analysis team and they'd all go yeah yeah of course that's what they did because that's what these people do you know that's uh, so i'm not sure how much of that is true um and i hear you on the on the angel investor stuff not a uh, 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 venture capital you didn't say angel investor the venture capital stuff but it, it should also be clear, like, this company is, was bought by Amazon. They're no longer in the venture capital world. They, they, like, as far in the venture capital life cycle, this was an exit. Like, the venture capital was out of it. Amazon owned it. This was an Amazon product. And, you know, they were, they were just operating it. And so... Yeah, but they bought it, right? you was right. And yeah, they bought it yeah. with including all Amazon, of the baggage that they did. No, no, Amazon I, I
1: operates, well, and my broader point Amazon operates materially different than a firm that's VC
0: backed. Mm, I mean, mm,
1: I, I, I mean, to some extent, having public shareholders does change the game a little bit, but the
0: ethos is still there. So your problem isn't like, with public, sh- isn't with venture capital, it's with capitalism broadly. Like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what the no. line is here. No VC, VC specifically. Okay. But, but again, Amazon's not VC. They are they're yeah, It was point. right, but okay. So at what point? But at what point does that? So any company, any company that's ever taken capital investor investment from from an investment firm is, you know, by your definition, evil and on the outs. Here seems a little uh, broad.
1: I. I appreciate your willingness to jump in and do an ad extremist kind of argument there, but the point is I that- Look at you with your fancy words. Like there are, there are risks of VC and PE. It, okay. it does distort priorities. But it, it doesn't- does. By, it, by definition, it does. And so there are consequences when that happens. I'm not saying that anybody that's taken money from VC is evil. That's, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm well, saying is- that there are very specific failure modes from a societal standpoint. There are very specific failure modes to VC and PE money to the technology sector and its relationship with the public.
0: Okay, let me rephrase my let me rephrase my question. Then is the uh, by the act of taking investment capital does that mean that these kinds of abuses are? automatically going to happen like they're pretty much guaranteed no again the
1: again that's not what i'm
0: saying okay what i'm saying all right well, is I'm, that that's what i'm trying i'm trying to hone that you in these
1: are failures that any business because everybody's chasing the buck right sure so any business could True. have made these design decisions okay right it's cheaper to build the way they built it if they have no internal controls it's pretty cheap to build you just do nothing right. Right. um it's more expensive and time consuming and risky and costly not just in immediately but in terms of cost of ownership to build in the controls, right? So anybody can make this mistake. My, my assertion is that VC money makes those types of choices more likely to happen. I see. Because you've got it those acceler- because it Because it accelerates, it is literally capital to accelerate the growth of the business, the, the growth, growth of the business, not anything else. Yeah. And so I think it, increases the likelihood that these firms do this kind of stuff or play, play funny money with their, with, with their normal books and then wind up uh, making bad. Uh, when when um, Silicon Valley Bank went down, there yeah. was a story, I think Roku was one of, their, uh, one of their depositors and it came out, I don't know if the story's true, but uh, it came out that Roku had like a hundred million dollars in their Silicon Valley bank account, that was actually really for me to hear because the as financialized as the Valley is, you would think that there's money smarter than to just let a company keep that kind of cash in a stupid bank account and not do something with it.
0: And so a quick search. That's it. Looks like you are not totally inaccurate. Quick Google search while you're chatting. Um, Roku had around a quarter of its total cash and equivalent reserve entrusted to Silicon Valley Bank, totaling four hundred and eighty-seven million dollars. The FTC insurance is two hundred and fifty grand. So, a, so a quarter of that, or that was the quarter? No, that was the va- No. The the, the the total that was that was in sVb was 487 million so they which had is, so they had like so they had like
1: 1.6 billion dollars and a quarter of that was just sitting in a bank account in, right? in, in with this
0: particular bank account yeah mm-hmm.
1: right in that bank account but the fact that you leave 400 million dollars yeah. sitting in a bank account and not doing anything like that
0: that's just financial mismanagement. It, blow, it, right. it blows my mind that you would, I mean, it's just, just that risk alone. I mean, forget the FDIC insurance, like just having that much cash, even, I mean, put aside that it's not working for you. Maybe it is. Maybe that's their liquid that they're using all the time. And that flexes up and down based on, you know, the, the costs and how things big like is, that. How big is Roku though, that they need that much cheddar? I, I, like, I, I mean, I don't know, uh, but um, I, I'm sort of, anyway. my point is I'm putting that aside. Let's just say that that's the case. The notion mm-hmm. that you would put all of that, all of that money, that value into a single holding space, that bank, trusting that bank. Now, forget that. I mean, at, when you're talking those sizes, you want that money diversified across multiple holdings just to avoid any one of those holding entities going under or screwing something up or whatever. I mean, put aside they did that
1: was that was a quarter of it, right? That wasn't all of their money.
0: Uh yeah, let me did I did I said had around a quarter of its total cash. Okay, yeah. All right, so it did have it split but still. I mean, that's no. a I, I still think that even that So what do you do? You, you have, have you have so I have
1: a billion dollars. One bank account with a billion dollars is not good from a risk perspective. Two bank accounts with 500 million is probably not good. Do I need a billion bank accounts comedy, with 1 each? Like where do you draw
0: I mean, sure. I, okay, so then my so my gut reaction says that a quarter meaning that this would be then in theory split across four. At that size, probably I would probably split that pie a few more times. I'd probably yeah. I, eight slices. I'm thinking pizza. You know, like I feel like pizza fits here. <laughs> Pizza's a good
1: model. Everybody a good likes model. pizza.
0: Give me, give me eight slices. I, I think that that's a so, good. All model. right. So
1: where do you land? Where do
0: you land toppings wise? <laughs> uh, so I have a special that I order. Uh oh, this totally deserves a this is a sidebar. This is a hundred percent a sidebar. So drinks and food. So I have a special that I order from my local uh pizza place, uh called Canyon Pizza. Uh anybody who is a Penn State alum knows it. Um so I'm I'm considered a local and I know that everyone the ones who went to Penn State probably say, like, oh, that's just like trash pizza that I would have at like one a.m. Yeah, that's what makes it so damn good. It's really, really good pizza. So Canyon Pizza. Uh, I get their their extra large. I get mushrooms, bacon, black olives. That's my that's my go to. Okay. okay, I like that. It's got a good flavor profile, good texture. You can't go wrong with bacon. I mean, anything's better with bacon. We had a. I was at a party last weekend. We had this this chocolate mousse with a piece of candied bacon, you know, very crispy, very candied mm. bacon stuck mm. into it. You use the bacon as the spoon and you're just like and you would take like a take a small bit of bacon as you
1: as you you go off to sugar town oh my gosh the
0: bacon with the chocolate was huh like there's nothing that bacon doesn't go with nothing
1: there's a i'm not like a donut fan but there's a local donut donut fan i love donuts donuttery i guess they're called they have a, a maple bacon donut um it's it's what that it sounds, sounds like it's delicious that yeah. sounds delicious um, and it's not like it's not like a token amount of bacon there's like a good amount of bacon crumble
0: on top yeah um like a generous a generous um, uh supply of bacon on this donut. right a generous they supply they, 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 don't, they, don't, they didn't chins out because they're concerned about their customers and satisfaction they they would not have their ring doorbells being they would cut the their, amount
1: of bacon yeah just wouldn't. so they could open a new location faster that's right, right? and shortchange and, their customers and shortchange so, their customers
0: leading to an FTC investigation. I mean, obviously, obviously,
1: yes. So, yeah, I don't, so for me, this like, I'm not surprised. I have seen some hand wringing and some pearl clutching in tech, like, Oh, this is bad. This is, uh, this I mean, is, it is bad, it, bad, but it's first not surprising. Of all, it's bad, but it's first, not first of all, this is not as bad as it gets. No, uh, it's, it's not. It's not. It's there was a site bad, though. There is a site. Uh, I don't remember what it's called. Uh, this came out it was like five or ten years ago uh you know there's like a million different dating sites there's all these like uh, bespoke dating sites so yes. if you're a you know if you're a 37 to 39 year old male missing your left leg and you really have a kink <laughs> for fire hydrants we have a dating app for you like there, there's, there's a special is, there's site a, there's a dating um, app
0: for everybody now yeah. For like everything right
1: um Uh, but there was one that was specifically designed, uh, and I'm, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to not, not any judgment to anybody else, but I'm going to go ahead and let my own moral code show through here. There was a site specifically designed for adulterers. Like there was a site specifically designed for people to cheat.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Um, heard about that. And they got hacked. Yeah, I know and the they got you're popped. talking about. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, and there was like, there was lots of pre-chicken on lots of face. It was the most, I, I forgot what it was called, but it was the most fantastic story. Because I'm like, ah, you it deserve a, it. Um, it
0: was a, uh, Ashley Madison. A, that's, uh, that's what it was name. called. Ashley that's Madison. It's a yeah. giant data breach. <laughs> it's saying 30 million cheating spouses. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: <just> fantastic. <laughs> like, oh, man. Uh, but it's just such a honeypot. Like, if you want, if, if you're able to compromise some dating site, that's the one you want because that's where the people are really going to be interested in paying and you keeping, to shut the hell up you they
0: shut up. That's right. It's, dude, oh, you're man. absolutely
1: right. So you, like, so you certainly, you certainly can, um, you certainly can't imagine
0: a worse scenario. Um, I don't know. Like, but be, like, I just, Rando having access to a video. To a camera in my bedroom, which by the way, pro tip, don't put cameras in. <laughs> if, if, if you have a camera <laughs> system, like if you do get a camera system, like I, I'm going to do my game plans to do an, uh, a, a closed circuit system of, of mm-hmm. my own, which I'm going to self-host, not going to give access. But even then, all those cameras pointing out, none of them are watching interior rooms in. because yeah. the chance of catching private moments that you wouldn't want uh-huh. recorded ever Like, are you kidding What if your network's compromised? Imagine if, yeah, imagine you have a, uh, you know, like a, you know, you have a yelling argument with your, with your spouse or, you know, you have a kid that's, you know, really acting up and you, you like all that. just uh, any number, any any number of things that are, that are completely innocent, but still dangerous.
1: Right. So what you're saying is you have, you have something to hide because you have something to fear. I'm trying to flip that. <laughs> nothing to fear, nothing to hide on yeah, its head right. and yeah. I just drop the yeah, ball. Yeah, that that um, that old
0: saw. That old saw. Yeah. Um, um these cameras by the way, you were asking like how much they cost. It's anywhere the uh, the original Ring doorbell right now is going for about 140 bucks. They've got cams that go for let's see, $60. They've got a premium floodlight for 270. You can get a four pack of spotlight cameras for 500 bucks. So you know okay so
1: so if you if you take the like the accessible. median if you take like the mean camera sale 100 at hundred yeah 60 right? to 100 yeah you're a talking about between one and two billion dollars in 2020 that yeah. they made yeah
0: they, they um, made yeah i mean ring was rings really, really so popular. like at
1: that point at that point you can make as a as like a you know as a ceo or whoever right you can make all the excuses you want but when you're making a billion or two dollars a year becomes really difficult not to justify spending a few hundred grand to make sure your user's data is protected
0: well yeah but then but does it because i mean everything becomes a financial calculation if i do this i make this money and i risk losing this money and and so then no the, again, that's my the risk no, you're of your actually right. becomes part of the calculation it's like okay maybe i get fined and if i do then i eat that cost but i earned all this money so i'll just i'll just mark off the fine as a cost of doing no, business that's why I started out saying system works yeah. as intended. They don't yeah. care. Yeah. They made enough money that this is a cost
1: of doing business. What's yeah. that old, uh, that old trope about how um, something that's illegal, that only carries a fine just means it's allowed for rich people or something. You know what I mean? That's, yeah, that's exactly yeah, yeah. what this is. That's exactly what this is. Yeah. It's
0: like, it's like parking so, yeah.
1: tickets, not, you know, not surprising. Big fat told you so don't host your stuff in the cloud I, it's this is a perfect it's a perfect don't give
0: access right don't give access people to the perfect example don't give people access to this stuff it's super sensitive in fact
1: don't just don't my advice personally this is what i follow is my mantra just don't ever tell anybody anything at all just don't don't interact with another human and then they can't use your information against you
0: yeah Yep, yep, yep. I got you. Just,
1: just uh, never interact
0: with people. <laughs> so uh, something else I stumbled across that I thought was uh, relevant given the time period, because we are now into, uh, my kids just got, uh, they're on summer vacation. Uh, mm-hmm. They're a little young yet for this, but it, with it being uh, uh, summer vacation for students, we're now into interns season. Summer intern mm-hmm. season,
1: and um, so you got them working for you, huh? Yes, <laughs>
0: nice. <laughs> That's slave labor, man. It's the best. Uh, so I came across something that uh, was pretty cool. It was uh, fifteen pieces of pieces of advice uh, for uh, in for new interns, like things that I that I wish I knew. Um, it was written. It's okay. on Twitter. It was written by this guy, Rich Handler, who is the CEO of an inv- of investment bank Jeffries. So it's a guy who, you know, think what you want about banks, going to know a thing or two about how to be successful and how to succeed in business, maybe with. Okay. Maybe with actually trying at times. Um, so he came up with a list of 15 pieces of advice, and I thought this would just be cool just to like walk through. I don't know if we'll get through all 15, but, uh, you know, I thought we could talk through some of them and see, see what we've got. I don't know if
1: I have 15 in me.
0: I, I, that's fine. I I think we could probably run through (laughs) a couple of, I don't think we need to talk about each one of them. So, um, I'll just start at the beginning. We'll see if this.
1: Well, refactored audience. What starts now is a 30 part series where we will break down into two part episodes. Each point. Oh, that's that's how you
0: grow your audience right there. (laughs) Yeah, we are not going to do that. Uh, I thought I'll I'll read off the I'll read off. Here's here's what we'll do. I'll read off the headline because each one actually has like a title and then it has. Uh, a, a, a longer, slightly longer exposition. Think like three sentences. They're not super long. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'll read off the title. You tell me if it sounds interesting. If it sounds interesting, we'll talk about it. If not, I'll skip it. And we should be able to get you know what all we 15. need,
1: especially when we do like our fight bell and stuff. What mm. we need this is an IoT device that we're going to design. We're going to build this. Uh, you heard it first here on the Refactor Podcast. We're going to build and design. This is my promise that we will bring this to the world. Uh, <laughs> and internet controlled. So, so you get. It's, they come in pairs. Okay. okay. So if you're talking right. or they come in no less than two in a box. Okay. You can buy N number of them, but you can't okay. just get one. Okay.
0: What is it though? You get two I'm of what? Okay. I'm going to explain this. I'm going to explain this.
1: You know those You know those red boxing gloves on the, on the spring lever? In, in, right? in
0: cartoons that you typically see? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Those, except the people you're talking to on the other end of the Skype, get the button to ah. punch you in the
0: face with it. Got it. Okay. So you can just basically, so we, we actually could you know attach to the bell. We could actually have some, right. some actual punching effects,
1: which. So if I say something video, asinine, you can ring the bell and punch me and then we have to fight <laughs> about it. Uh, I said something I want for my internal team meetings. Yeah.
0: Uh, I, was, <laughs> I wouldn't mind one of these <laughs> for quite a few of my internal team meetings too. Absolutely. <laughs> Sorry. All right. I forget what triggered that thought, but please, I, I don't uh, know yeah, either. Like I, you know what? And quite frankly, the, the way that your warped, mad mind works, I'm not sure I want to know. So let's just <laughs> leave it at that and get back to what I was actually talking about here. All right. So, 15 right. tips for interns: things that you know the CEO of Jeffrey's Bank thinks are really important as you're getting started in your career. So the first subject line is: understand the first assignment. Does that sound interesting, or you want to move on? Nah. No. Okay. I mean, I get it, but nah, it's not interesting to talk about. All right. Let's see here. Zero sum. Let's dig into that one. All right. Even in today's much more challenging job market, the best interns will always be the ones without sharp elbows to connive to make themselves look good at the expense of others. Firms look for the best performers who also make everyone around them look better. Are you the one that others trust and are comfortable to come to for help? Do you selflessly share information and knowledge to make it easier for your peers to succeed? Do you have humility and are capable of admitting to your mistakes and perhaps even laugh at them as you help others avoid your pitfall. Life is not quote zero sum and the best people in our and every industry are the ones who live their lives this way. I think this is absolutely true. I, 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 think I, I Far from just being true, I think this is probably the most important thing. No matter what job you do, if you're the go-to, you're set. You uh, are the Not just one. job, that's life advice. Life advice, but yeah, but I mean, in work, as it, you know, again, thinking about the audience of, you know, would-be interns here, in work, being the one that people trust and will come to, to actually tell you about things, like you are, you're going to be so solid because people will trust you and then you can, I mean, the amount of information that you gain, you know, it's, it's good karma. That's, it's, that's, that's it. Anything to add to that because I, I I just think yes to to all of this uh, i I like the conniving the sharp elbows conniving thing that's also i think that that's a mistake that a lot of um a lot of beginners make because when you're coming out of school you're not you're certainly not working you're not competing against your classmates, but you're also not necessarily working with them either I mean just look at the nation the notion of yeah. a valedictorian, the one with the highest GPA. there's a certain level of competition. That happens in an education space that really doesn't exist in the workspace, and so you you almost have this default posture of seeing your colleagues and coworkers as your as your competition, and that's not. I mean, everyone's there because there's enough work to you know there's work for everyone. There, there's yeah. no need. You're, there is no competition. The competition is between you and the competing firm. You know the other businesses in the market and things like that. But even then. That competition happens at a at a business to business level, not at an individual level. It's ent- entirely possible for people to work at competing firms and still be friendly to each other. Um, well, look at and and look at the examples. Uh, what do we? Uh, where, where's the, where's the
1: example of the wildly successful company that you can draw a line from their stacked ranking or other certist right. exactly. policy to their success? No examples GPA, of those companies came out. Yeah, examples of those policies come out, and then you look at it, and years down the line, the company is not doing well because they hemorrhage talent, they have internal strife and dysfunction. It's not no no company, no successful company that I've ever worked with actually has that like Wolf of Wall Street kind of zero sum mentality. The sharp elbow, I like that. I like that term. Yeah. Um, it's just not, and in fact, in a in a good place to work, in my team, for instance, is not tolerated. Yeah, <laughs> Get GTFO. And those I, people, like I don't need somebody like yeah, that. Yeah, and,
0: and even if the even if that person, even if you run into those people, because um, you will invariably they, they they are they are always around. Yeah. But what I have found is that the karma karma comes around to those people, and it comes around hard. But the real insidious bit of it, and the part of that I think is the true justice, is a lot of times those people don't even realize it. Like they 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 miss opportunities that they never knew they had because because of their toxicity. Like yeah. you could have been up for this promotion, but you weren't even considered because you're a jerk. So I, I absolutely true. All right, moving on here. Uh, next subject line. Think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And let's see here. Last one in this group is relationships. pass pass okay these are all good reads for uh, we'll link it yeah, in the show yeah. so you good. can read all of them yeah. but, all right questions uh, yes okay questions. i was gonna say if you say no to this one i want to say yes to this one because this one's really good you will have a million questions there are no stupid ones ask away but be mindful of what is going on when you ask if you are in a real-time experience with a potential transaction remember this is a banking firm um You're in a real-time experience with a potential transaction going on around you. The time to ask the question might be a little bit later. Use common sense and be aware and please listen to the answers as people tire of answering the same questions repeatedly. So yes, there are no stupid questions. Always ask them. The part that I don't think he really hit on here was that once you ask that question, you get that answer. Don't end up in a position where you need to ask that question again. Like Like if I have to tell you the same answer twice, now I get annoyed. Like, it's okay yeah. for you to not know. It is not okay for you to not know twice.
1: Yeah, there, I, uh, I'll, I'll tell my team, and this is kind of a, uh, uh, an ancillary thought to that. There, there are no questions too big or too small, but there are questions that come too late. Ooh, that's a good one like, too. Don't, I like that. Like, don't wait. Like, just yeah. I, I, you know, and I, and I model this. And sometimes as a leader, you have to model things, even if it's a little staged or contrived, you know, I'll say, Oh, Hey, well, what does that mean? And, you know, you play the dummy and, um, you know, a, to make sure that, cause you're pretty sure that there are people on the call that don't know the answer and you want them to hear it, but they're not asking for whatever reason. Now, maybe they're unengaged, maybe they're feeling self-conscious. Maybe they think that everybody should already know this. And so they'll look bad if they ask, but right. I'll go out of my way to ask those kinds of questions. And then uh, many of the, I don't do that a lot though. Uh, it's not like I'm like some kind of a showman. A lot of times I just don't know the answer and I don't have, I'm at a point where I do not have the time or patience to mess around. Like, just give me the information, let's move on. I don't, I, like I, <laughs> I'm too impatient at this point to care what other people think.
0: He's not a showman, says the guy who runs a podcast. Not, not a showman. At, well, <laughs> that's true. That's true. And I do have a face for radio. Yeah, I mean, that is absolutely true. All right, so that's questions accuracy. We can dig into that one a little. All right, this one's pretty quick. Industry, our industry, finance deals with lots of zeros before you get to the decimal point. So even small mistakes can become big ones. Don't make yourself neurotic or nuts, but always check your work before submitting it. Maybe check it twice. I think it's generally good advice. You know, always double check yourself. Double check your work. Uh-
1: be accurate. And, and the analog for software development is write the damn unit test. Write the damn test. <laughs> yes, <laughs> moving on. Write the damn have, test. Have GPT write them for you. I don't care. As long as they're in Git, I'm happy.
0: Yep. All right, here's the next one. Learn entire firm. Learn Ooh, entire firm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No matter what department product or industry vertical you are interning with, make the time to learn something you, something about all other areas of the firm. You can do this by reading By reading, internally networking with others who work in the firm full-time, and maybe making friends with interns outside your area of focus, you can share your knowledge from your area of expertise as interns with other areas uh, and with others that do the same for you. Uh, There are many different aspects to an investment bank or any other company for that matter, and you might find a different one that suits you better. Very true. Even if you are the perfect spot even if you are in the perfect spot already, knowing the other aspects of the company will always make you better at your job. And it is fun to understand how all the pieces really fit together. It's that last sentence. That's the part that I think fits no matter where Um, you're at. The more you understand about the business, I talk about, we on the show, talk about heads up engineering. What is going on around me? Marketing, legal, sales, Product development executives, board, like a- anything. The more you know about it, the better you're going to be at being an engineer or really anything else. It's
1: it's peripheral vision and its context that matters so much. You can be you can be in your as a developer, you can be the weakest developer on the team and have the best outcomes if you're the best at understanding the context of the business.
0: Yep, part of the one of the things that I, I have always said that makes me successful, and I think you agree, but um, I'd never consider myself that a, you are successful. No, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> that, um, I never considered myself a superstellar engineer. I consider myself a pretty good engineer, but the thing that always made that, that I always considered the source of success was, was being able to connect the dots on all the different pieces. And so building the right kind of code at the right time and understanding yeah. all those, that and was I, and, the thing that
1: made me. And bored. in earnesty, I think you appreciate when I say this, not even maybe a good engineer, but good enough. Because yeah. that's really all you need to be right, right? uh jack of all trades right there's a, that has actually a longer like jack of all trades master of none is usually used as like a Insult. derogatory like yeah. oh he's not an expert on anything that actually if you if you look at if you look it up and i forgot what it is but if you look that up it's actually the first half of a longer saying that speaks to the fact that often many 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 times the jack of all trades is going to be more successful at everything right and and that its context it's it's other, understanding uh, the, the whole I, week, the whole space. Yeah, so I'm sure I'm sure you and your wife. um uh You know, you make fun of how other people parent, right? Because you guys are the <laughs> best parents, and other people parent their children stupidly, right? I mean, this happens, right?
0: <laughs> um, Wait, what and, are you What are you talking about, me and my wife for? How are these conversations going behind our backs? What, what is it that you and your are talking about? <laughs> So, uh,
1: so uh, my wife and I were talking about, uh, about the sports things, right? Okay. We, we know people who, uh, you know, in our, in our age range, kids are kids' age who are like really pushing them into a specific sport, oh, right? Oh, those like, parents.
0: Like, yes, I do make fun of these parents.
1: Oh my gosh! like seven years old they're convinced that this kid is no he's going to go to school he's going to get a scholarship for basketball and it's going to be great and if he doesn't go to practice 29 hours a day 19 days a week he's not going to get the scholarship and this is the thing and (laughs) if you actually look a lot of professional athletes and a lot of college athletes a lot of olympic athletes well olympics is different because you have to start so young but but a lot of really high caliber athletes in a specific sport did not specialize until sometimes their middle teens or even early yeah, they're 20s later.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: and and what That's they true. did was they explored and that exploring playing different sports at different times in different contexts not only did it give them a more well-rounded body right and and develop different muscle groups that the people who are in the sport they wound up in don't have the same way right but it also just gave them a broader broader perspective uh, right. on 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 the right and so um And so that's that just speaks to the same thing like like you you can be the smartest engineer right and you can sort a binary tree the fastest although i guess there was some uh uh, alpha uh came up with a new sorting algorithm that like micro optimized better than whatever Uh, um okay but often more often than not you're gonna have more success with that kind of peripheral vision with that understanding of context all right and and often not like knowing when you don't want to write code to solve a problem because <laughs> your business partner's asking you for the wrong thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Understanding what, you know, what to write and when, yeah. What the person needs versus what they say they need, yeah. uh, all that. Okay. Uh, next one. We're halfway through act like this is your career choice.
1: I think that stands on its own. Yeah.
0: This is like, yeah. You know, if you have, if, if you treat the internship like a job, you'll have a better time. That's pretty much what that one Yeah. At. Okay. So that's that one. Uh, moving on. Let's see here. Personality. Let's dig into that one. All what right. Are you, saying uh, you do not have to check your personality at the door when you join an investment bank or anything else. Quite frankly, your personality is a large reason why you were selected in the first place. People in our industry have a sense of humor, enjoy their coworkers and clients and like to have fun. I don't know many industries where that's not true. I don't think that that's necessarily specific to finance, but okay. Uh, that it, said, that said, you are now in the real world. Be smart and mature, but the best people in our industry have fun at work and make sure their coworkers do as well. I try and carry this forward all the time, like you know, yeah. all this stuff. You know, all the yeah. Th- this this works on Zoom calls. Like we're recording this on Zoom. Yeah. Call. I do this crap on calls during with the day, my coworkers. <laughs> And it's really freaking funny sometimes. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's okay. My wife has, in recent years, she has started getting me these, uh, she's got me these these really cool Hawaiian, they're all, uh, it's like a Hawaiian style shirt um, called uh, Roosevelt. And they do these deals. They do these, these cross promotions with all these different brands. So I have one that's like Garfield shoveling lasagna in his face. And I've got another one that's from Parks and Rec. It's a Ron Swanson tribute. And I've got Shark Week from Discovery Channel. Like like all kinds of crazy. I've got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but not just any Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The ones from the original NES video game. So they're little pixelated oh. Ninja Turtles all over it. Like all kinds of, just kind of, you know, fun shirts. And a lot of it represents things that I'm, you know, I find interesting and, you know, and yeah, they end up being good conversation pieces, you know? Yeah, you should absolutely bring yourself. The more real you are, I feel like the more good vibes and, and positive interactions you have with people. When people know that you're just kind of putting on the face and you're doing the professional thing, people tend to keep you at arm's length. And that's Yeah, don't be wooden. I, I, always, I, I say this all the time. People
1: think that like being professional means ignoring the fact that you're human. Yeah. That's not true, right? Yeah. And now I think in that advice was like, hey, this is the real world. Grow up get the job done like there are standards. Right. And you can have fun and have personality. 100%. Yeah. 100%. All
0: right. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, Personal health slash FaceTime. Personal health slash FaceTime? Yeah. that was an odd combination, I thought, too. Yeah. Let's dig in. All right. Don't fall into the trap of, quote, FaceTime. You're going to be asked to work extremely hard, and you are all type A to begin with. I think a lot of engineers are type A as well. Um, we all are work hard. And when your work is done, leave the office and go exercise. See your family and friends, explore a new city or just rest. Don't put guilt on yourself or others. If you have some spare time, the first in and last out may not be viewed as the most dedicated, but rather as the one who wastes the most time. Common sense rules and personal health matter more than this or any job. Take ownership of your mental and physical health and speak up. If you need help, we will consider this a sign of strength too. Absolutely true. I, 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 see yeah. I mean, like, how, I, we're all about working smarter, not harder. And, you know, the notion of like, you know, that person, oh, well, I put in 60 hours a week. Well, you're an idiot. <laughs> you're obviously not very good at your job if you need to put in 60 hours to do the work that I seem to be doing in 40.
1: So, yeah, it's the, yeah, not and this, the last in first out last in first out. And then when something is still going wrong, that really raises some red flags. Yeah, um, totally.
0: It really does. Sure. All right, moving on. Clients. That's it. Just clients. Okay. Clients are- Nobody likes clients. That's that's (laughs) it. (laughs) Clients. Actually, now I want to see if he- Does he actually say, most of us don't like them? (laughs) So Treat clients with respect, enjoy, blah, blah, blah. Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. Perspective. Perspective. All right. You all got right. my curiosity. This
0: one's, a little, this one's a little wordier, it looks like, than the other ones. If you decide you really don't like this summer job, or if you decide you love it, but circumstances result in not achieving a full-time offer, neither of those is the end of the world. As long as you give it your all, it is okay to come to the conclusion that it's just not the right career path for you. You will have learned valuable yeah. skills and crossed something off your list of possible careers. That's progress. Not getting a full-time offer, but knowing you want to be in this or a related industry is also okay. There are many reasons why a match. This is actually, no, this actually is all okay. important. All right, hold on a second. There are many reasons why a match might not be made and it is not a reflection on your career potential. It is more important to be honest with yourself and learn from the experience. Sometimes the mismatch was in your control and sometimes in life with all of us, it may not be in your control. Having youth, smarts, personality, experience, health, family, friends, and ambition will go a long way. Have confidence in yourself that if things do not work out, It is probably our loss and not yours. Things happen for a reason. Okay, so this is really true. And I think the key takeaway for people who are coming into the job market and facing the inevitable rejections that you will, like we have all faced, is that there are a zillion reasons why companies say no, and only a fraction of them have anything to do with you. That being said, I think that what I think is important from this takeaway. Try to recognize when something is in your control. Like, okay, I screwed something up there. I see that I made that mistake. Be honest with yourself when you make those mistakes so that you don't make them again. And then that way, that does not hold you back in the future. But even that, that's such a tiny, tiny percentage of the job rejections that I've gotten. I've been rejected from jobs that I've been overqualified for. Like, you know, not even close. And- I mean, as a hiring manager, how many, like-
1: I, I couldn't put a ratio to it, but so many, if you actually get to the point where you're talking to people, uh, there's a very, very, very high probability that you got passed over, not because there was anything wrong with you, but it was just somebody that was just a little better came along. Yeah. For Whatever whatever better means, it's not a reflection on on you being not good. It just means somebody that fit the role right. more, more to what, yeah, it's just, that's it. That's it. And there was nothing you could have done better. There was nothing you could have done different. You're great. Had that another person not come along, we'd have been happy to give you the job, right? right. It's, it's really hard though as a candidate not to internalize. Yeah, don't. And I know oh, everybody's I, I had the every rejection. Time. I, I know you a time. hundred times more than the average person, but it's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's It's really hard not to internalize that, especially if like you've been in the market for a while, you're hearing lots of no thank yous or often the worst thing, just not hearing anything. Not hearing they anything, dose, just the like, silence. Yeah. Oh, I had rough.
0: somebody, somebody, a friend of mine in a shared Slack, actually, he just posted a, um, a chart. He just got a new job and he posted a chart of all of his job applications and how they went. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll see if he'll let me share it. It doesn't have his name. What a nerd. It was, it was super nerd. It, it was, it was super I, nerd. I want now, that information. Though. And he is, and he is <laughs> a, a primo nerd. Um, but in the, in the best way. It was an old coworker of mine. And so he put this, this flow chart together. It's a particular name for this chart and I can't remember what it is offhand. Um, and it's really interesting how big the rejection and the no response is compared uh-huh. to like the the amount of response that he got actually through the process. But then even the ones that go through the process, a bunch of them veer back into the rejection or veer back into uh-huh. the no response. Like there's... You you go through a lot of no's to get one yes. You only need one yes. You're gonna see a lot mm-hmm. of no's. It's just one yes. So just keep going. That's the yeah. I, I think that's the key. All right, uh, we've got three more integrity. Yeah, that's obvious. Yeah. What we do is not a game. Information is incredibly sensitive. You know, be respectful. Blo- you know. You know what? You know who needed to read this one? Everybody at Ring.com is who needed to read the integrity <laughs> one. You know, I'm just gonna going to put that out there maturity i'm you know what screw it i'm going to say yes to this one because i like this and i feel like more people need to hear this maturity (laughs) this is this is is if i wrote it this guy might be my spirit animal welcome to the real world this is not college you are an adult and we will treat you like one there have been extremely rare and isolated incidents of interns not fully accepting this transition (laughs) they did not complete their internship Such a shame, but only themselves to blame. It's like, I know people that are full-time, you know, full-grown-ass adults who I think need to hear this from time to time. Like, just... Wait, that was it? That was the whole thing? That's the whole thing. That's the whole one right there. Anything to add? I feel like that's pretty self-explanatory. No, he just didn't explain exactly
1: what he meant. It was it was like catty, but it was funny, but he didn't really...
0: Uh, he, I he, I mean, he, like, what's he, the
1: advice there? the
0: The advice is emphasizing, you know, being a mature adult and recognizing that the things that you can like, the way you you dink around and screw around in college with your friends and your buddies, like that, you know, there there are lines that you just simply don't cross in professional settings. You know, no, things- no, I understood that that's his
1: message. But he's not. He didn't actually say it.
0: Oh, what? Well, what I, well, what, I th- what I hear is, if you're not mature, then you're not going to complete the. You're not going to complete the internship. Like we're going to recognize your immaturity and like forget getting a job. Like we're just going to kick your butt out. I, I think no, that's- no, and that
1: and that agreed. I, that that's a that's a sound policy. Yeah, uh, but he doesn't define it in the in the advice. Uh, I mean, it's like a know it when you see it, which is
0: yeah, probably is true of a for know most it people. When you see it kind of thing. Yeah, I think so.
1: But if you're giving this advice. Theoretically, you want the people that need it to hear it, and if they don't know what maturity is, well, then they probably need somebody to point out what it is. Well, if your advice is to be helpful and not just to poke fun at them, yeah.
0: But see, the thing is, if I need to tell you what maturity is, you're probably too far gone for me to want to help you anyway. Like,
1: I don't disagree with that. I just, I just think it's poorly written. I okay. think you could have been I mean, it's, more- it's, it's
0: full of snark. It's very snarky, yes. and that's why I like yes. it.
1: Like it's the, a super the snarky snark way to,
0: to say. snark to content ratio. Snark to content is a little, ratio is a little high. It's a little high, but yeah. I appreciate that. Just yeah. like I like salty food, I like salty right. content. It's just it's just how I operate. <laughs> All right, last one, fellow interns. Let's hear that one. All right, I mean it's the last one, so uh that's mostly why I picked it. Yeah. All right, so. Get to really know each other. Okay, so like you say, interns, you can also think about this as, as coworkers too. Regardless of what happens during your internship, each of these people can be lifelong friends, coworkers, clients, or business partners. You are all unique and deserving of this incredible opportunity. This means that each of you represent to the others the opportunity to cement a true long term relationship with somebody very special. Don't get confused by the situation. Those of you who feel you are competing with each other, Versus learning from each other, will lose. There isn't a full-time person at our firm that isn't envious of your opportunity to bond with each other as you all begin your journey of creating a life and career that is incredibly meaningful, rewarding, and fun. I, I, That's
1: a little too for me, but it, the underlying point is uh, I think it doesn't hurt. Basically, what he's saying is, is use it as a networking opportunity.
0: Yeah, but I, I think there's some meat to this. I mean, look at us and this show. Like you and I just Actually, I technically met you while you were still. I guess you weren't actually an intern. You were you were gainfully employed at that company. Yeah, not not at that point. But no, but still, it's 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 a little fluffy. You you don't like the fluffy. You don't like the feels. Are you are you you Uh, not in touch with your feelings? It's too mushy. (laughs) No, he's he's he's, he's getting he's oh how how. how, (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm far too manly for this. I, I could not possibly. <laughs>
1: How many friends are you going to have in your life? Right. How many that like you think you're going to meet friends? in a summer internship?
0: You know what I mean? Like, I don't, yeah, but I don't know. I, well, sure. But th- I think he's emphasizing the possibility that it could happen. And I, I, I think doubling down on the, you know, don't compete with each other thing. Um, well, yeah. So, so
1: use it as a networking opportunity. Use it to start building your, your professional brand. Yeah. Uh, keep an open mind so that maybe some friendships or partnerships could come out of it. Yeah. I think that's great. Advice. Yeah, I like the clients,
0: yeah. coworkers, business partners, element of it is, is, mm-hmm. is super important. So how many yeah. times
1: have you and I seen that like former employers become clients who become vendors who became contra- who be-
0: like, Oh, like it's just constant. I know a, I know a guy uh, in my network who basically his whole job is just hustling his, his network to see you know, where he might find connections for the group of companies, excuse me, that he works with. And, and so it's always reaching out to old friends and colleagues. What mm-hmm. are they doing? Is it yeah. new? Is it, you know, what is it, you know, and... and It's it's all about that stuff. And you are right. You just you never know where this stuff is gonna go. You never know. But that also Who you're gonna run into
1: 10 years later.
0: Yeah, I think he missed a I I I think he missed a real opportunity here between that and the maturity one. Don't burn bridges. Oh, just don't like even if even if things go sour, like this internship Uh thing, even if you don't get the internship, exit the stage gracefully, bow, walk off with your head held high. Because the company, or maybe an in, a series of individuals, may have disagreed with you. That does not mean everybody in that building felt the same way. And yeah. it I, it does happen where bridges. people where like, okay, you got burned, but then somebody associated with that situation, but not directly responsible, reaches out to you, and you you end up with you know this other thing that happened. Like it just mm-hmm. it yeah, yeah again. Don't compete. No. Don't burn bridges. Anyway, so I thought it was a good list. A little froofy at the no. end, a little too much salt at the end. But overall, I thought that was pretty, yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. And, yeah. and handy I'm for still, a lot there of was people. A,
1: there was a very gem we didn't spend a lot of time on. But don't, don't, uh, don't feel guilty if you wind up with downtime. Oh, yeah, that's true, uh, because I think in tech, there's a lot of there's a lot of temptation to be like seen as like the alpha nerd, like you're a lifestyle nerd. And so when you're not working, you're in your home lab and you're doing this and you got to. Yeah, I mean, that's cool. That's cool. But like also don't sometimes.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, you (laughs) have to turn that side of your brain off from time to time. Otherwise, it's like any muscle. If you work a muscle oh, you wear weight, it then out, yeah. it, it burns out. out. You need, it needs rest and recuperation. And I think that's why we've talked about this before. It, it, it's, you know, a lot of engineers and, and technical folks have very, very non-technical hobbies, you know, like woodworking. Yeah. I'm, I have gotten in the last couple of years, I've really gotten into doing like heavy duty lawn care. You know, just, it's just fun. And it's something that's outside, yeah. tangible, physical, working mm-hmm. with my hands, sweating. That's the, you know, the, all the things that my day job isn't. Yeah. So anyway, all right, well, we're a few minutes over here. Let's, uh, let's, let's do the little outro thing here. Get that, uh, get that rolling. So we'll get that, we'll get that, get that moving over. But there. I, uh, but yeah, so I thought this was, a, I thought this was a pretty good list and definitely good for any interns, but I, I saw a lot of overlap with engineers. I, I think that, I, like I said, I think there are a number of engineers and really just general people and, could use a little bit of that advice. <laughs> Ask some good, some late. good morsels in there. Some good morsels in there.
1: Uh, well, if you have uh, if you have any advice of your own uh, for interns, and I would put I would put like like this is my first real job. People in there too, yeah, not just the yeah, interns yeah. by name, but uh, if you're young in your career, if you, if you have any other advice or things you wish you had heard, uh, let us know. Uh, email in. Uh, feedback at work is how you get a hold of us. Um, send us an email, a note, uh, voice record. Email us a voice record. We'll play it on the show. Um, you can find all of our uh, back episodes, archives, show notes, recommendations at work. That's our main site. Uh, Frank is online at hotcoals.com. Uh, I am online at chris.tonkinson.com. Uh, and I think we know we did decide after much debate. After much
0: de- deliberation decide, and arguing
1: that this was actually in fact episode number 106 of the refactored podcast recorded june 9th 2023 (laughs) thanks frank
0: see you bud learn to count